I titled my sermon I pray the way I say it. How rooted is your faith? How rooted is your faith? Apostle Paul wasn't talking to unbelievers here, right? He was talking to a church that, that have faith. Yes, I know you have faith. But you need to step up in your faith. He goes further in Ephesians 6 verse 12. Because their lifestyle is a pattern that we have to follow. If you look at Ephesians, uh, sorry, Hebrews 6 verse 12. The Bible says, then you will not become spiritually dull. And indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to do what? inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance. These men walk with God. They lay examples of examples that we have to follow if we have studied their lifestyle. What are the examples they left there? Now, look at this. They those who is going to do what? Inherit God's promises because of their faith. Their faith was so high that they left examples, a trademark that you and I have to follow. Who are you following his example? Determine your destination. The voice you listen to determine how successful you're going to be. Because when you are following someone, when you are listening to someone, it's adequate that you are studying the life of the person because the person will always share his stories of his journey in one way or the other. The scripture says that these are what? good examples. Can we follow the good examples of the father of, of this house? <laughs> no, you don't agree with me. <laughs> you don't agree with me. If you agree with me, see, let me tell you. I have, I've been so privileged to hear him share some of the stories. How God told him to leave Bombay and he came to Bangalore where the church started. None of us was there when God called him. Right? He sheepishly obeyed. He walked in that path. We don't know the days he doesn't have any meal. We don't know the days that he has to fast and pray and say, Lord, I know there is someone there that is sick heal the person. Lord, I know this person need help. Lord, help him. You know, I, I, I have seen my father. I tell you the fact. The way he was, you know, asking me question about if God bless me, what am I going to do with these blessings? Shows me how much he cares for me to prosper. Not even for himself. The question you ask people about their life determine your hunger or your will for the person's life. The scripture says they lay good examples. Now I want us to study about one of the generals in the scripture which is uh, no one else than Father Abraham. How many of us love Father Abraham? <laughs> You know why I love him so much? It's through him that all of us have enjoyed this great privilege. Just as our father walked out, he said, yes, I'm going. Most of us would have not even grown to this extent if he hasn't said yes. Genesis 12 verse 6. 
The Bible says, Abraham traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp beside the oak of Moreh. At that time, the area was inhabited by Canaanite. Amen. Now, we are stepping into the place of increasing your faith. Amen. This is time that you have to step up in your faith with God. Earlier, it's all about you studying the life of the general to follow their pattern, right? Now, I want to really study the pattern that a great man have left, a trademark that, we, that can be a benefit for you and I. I tell you, while I was sitting there, there is something God was showing me, visions, I, I, I can count like six or seven. It's all about breaking. It's all about remoting. It's all about healing. <laughs> See, when God speaks to you, how you celebrate the voice of God determine how you will receive your blessing. God is going to break us this morning. And he's going to increase our faith again. Amen. Our church is not a church of faithless people. And thank God we have a sister faith in our midst. <laughs> See, we have faith, but God is saying something to us this morning. Can your faith get more rooted down? Not just on this level. I want it to go more down. Ask yourself this one question. Why do I react the way I react when issue reoccur in my life? See, we have a pattern how we respond to a certain situation when it happens. It doesn't mean you don't have a faith. You have a faith and you believe Christ that you confess it and you walk with him. But whenever something hits you, after a few minutes, sit back, ask yourself a question. Why do I always respond in this manner? It's because your faith is not well rooted. And that is what God is breaking this morning. Amen. The Bible says that Abraham traveled through the land. Abraham, God called him. We know the story how God called Abraham from his uh, father's house. He told him, leave everyone. Leave everything. Just go. Come. I'm giving you. I'm going to show you a land that I'll give to you. Now, look at the, 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 the life and what Abraham demonstrated. What he left for us to follow. The Bible said that when Abraham got to that portion, that area, that Abraham, he traveled, he traveled on that land as far. He didn't just get there and stood and say, oh, I have reached Lord. No. He didn't say, oh, yes, I have seen the place you give, you've given me or where you have promised, then what next? Abraham has to travel around. He went looking. No, I need to understand how vast this land is. I need to know the people who dwells here. He traveled around. Most of us would have just settled. I'm sending you to Canada for education. You get to Canada, straight to your school, school home, finished. You didn't bother to go and check Canada. What is lacking in Canada? What is God want to be done here? Have you go around the city of Bangalore shaking round? No, I need to fish out. Something is wrong. God said he has given us this city and we are not doing much. How and where can I get what is wrong? I'm beginning to tell God, here is it. I'm going to fix it. Help me to fix it. Abraham traveled. He didn't stay one place. So when God gives you a promise, 
don't just go receive the promise but also you have to exercise yourself deeply in how you search where this word is coming from how does this word relate to me and what impact that this word has to do not just in my life in the generation behind me because that was Abraham was doing he wasn't just moving around because the land was given to him but he was moving around to see how vast this land is because he knew it's for generation to come they're going to be a large number he went around and the Bible said the next point that he do what he set up a camp this man are you crazy this land is being occupied by Canaanite what are you doing do you want them to deal with you this man came fearlessly he traveled around he didn't stop by observing he set up a camp in his heart Abraham said Lord I didn't just see it but I have taken it by faith <laughs> mind you at this point God said to Abraham come I will show you right he hasn't told Abraham I will give it to you he said come I will show you the man that will respond in God's word determine how God will move his hands into our life. God said, come and see. So obediently. See, I, I also believe one thing. Why? Because the scripture said Abraham was traveling. While Abraham was walking in his journey, I believe he was having interaction with God. And there has been a lot of things God has done in his life that gives him that orientation. He says, I know how this God works. When he was creating the universe, he had not seen the trees. He has not seen man. <laughs> but he said, let there be, and there was. If I can walk in the pattern of my general in heaven, which means what he has spoken, what he has told me to come and see, I'll begin to dominate those areas before he will say, take it. This man, Abraham, left amazing trademark for us. But most of us, even me, I'm not exception. We have read the scripture again and again. I love reading scripture. I will sit hours studying scriptures. But I have failed to study it so deep to get this revelation until I was told you're going to minister. As soon as I was asking God for the word, I was searching for word because it was so urgent. I came across this word. I was reading that. Wait, pause, pause. This really makes sense. What is this? This is what I have missed all this why. God said, come, I will show you. And this man followed God. And when he got there, he looked around said, okay, I have seen. Okay, I know how big this place is now. Okay, I know God said it's going to expand me. I'll be a father of nations. So what do I need to do next? He, he stretched himself. He said, uh, one minute, one minute. I wouldn't just travel around and claim what I said. But I have to leave a, a, a sign for them to know, yes, I have taken this place. He, he set up a camp for himself and his family. He began to dwell in that place. And look at what the Bible said in verse 7. The Bible says, Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I will give this land to your descendants. And Abraham built an altar and there ah, dedicated it to the Lord. Who had do what? Appeared. What have you done for God to come to speak to you? 
I share one testimony with you. During this week of uh, uh, prophetic arrival, I wanted to sleep. I prayed in tongues for hours. I said, Lord, I want to hear you. It was about 3 a.m. I had the, the Lord voice. He knew me by name. Even the name I didn't know that he knew me with. He called me John. It was so audible, so smooth. I jumped on the bed. I looked around. Instantly, my spirit man captured it. I said, yes, my Lord, I'm here. Speak to me. Then he began to show me things. What is your action? What have you put in place? What step have you taken for God to come to you, to speak to you, my dear daughter? Oh, I love you so much. I love the way you worship. Ah, you're lifting up hand and appreciating my goodness. Ah, that is why I have come. I'm not just coming to you because you, you, you carry blessings, but I'm coming because your response to my words. Abraham, at the first place, he looked around and he went and built a camp. And when the Lord appeared to him, he said, ah, now I know the next step to provoke you more. Instantly, he built an altar. Who did he build the altar for? God. He dedicated it to God. Most of the time, when we get to our promise land, when God said, I have given you this place, ah, we become radical. Not for God, for ourselves. We begin to think of how these things will be a blessing to us, but not to him. And we forgot the blessing is given to us is to bring him back blessing. Through our good deeds, glory and honor will be returned to him. He promised Abraham, I will give you this. But wait, it's a promise, right? He haven't received it. Did you think of that? I will. Which means it's still in process. You haven't given it to me, God. You say you give me a job. That job has not come. So why do I have to build altar for this promise? It's just, it's a promise. Yes, I know. You are God who fulfill your words. You honor your word more than your name. But why should I go ahead and build an altar? We have such mentality. But this is a lifestyle. This man, Abraham, the general of the old, everything about him was, you know, written down for you and I to study, follow the patterns. These are patterns, the good example that will help you to journey in your work with God. How to step up on your faith. You've given me promises. I've had so many. See, most of us, we have had the promise of God in our life again and again and again to understand when the prophet tells you, ah, oh, I've heard it before. Oh, again, you came again. I've had this, uh, you know, we don't celebrate it. We don't build an altar for it. We just don't be there. God said, I will. And believe me, he will. He said, I will break you. And I will increase your faith. This morning is a morning of increase of faith. If you have received things by this fragile faith, our faith can be so fragile that, see, I, I tell you, there are three groups of people I have seen in life and I journey in this path. That is why I can tell you about this. That is why God can use my life to teach you. Number one are those who have faith. Let's go. 
They work with you. We get there. When they get there, no, this is too much. I can't. They walk back. That's number one group. Number two group, there are those who will go, see, observe. But when they see something bigger, they're like, no, I don't think this is possible. They walk back. They thought are those who walked there and they saw the giant and they said, I don't care. You might be tall. You might be huge. But I know I'm going to slay you. That is the group you belong to this morning. Let's look at Numbers 13 verse 27. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore. And it is indeed a beautiful country. A land flowing with what? Milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit. It does what? Produced. These are the group of people I just told you about. These guys knew God has given them a promise. Just as God did to who? Abraham. I know for sure they know the life of Abraham. They would have heard the story. Perhaps some of them would have studied it. But there are those who pick the good example and held it so tight. And there are those who could not understand the principle and they failed. Moses sent them said, go. I want you to go and exploit the land. And they went. I, I love that report. The, the beginning of the report is so sweet. He said that the land which you sent us to explore is a number one. The land is indeed so beautiful. Hmm. Have God give you a glimpse of your promised land? <laughs> there are things God wants to give you. First, he will give you a picture of how the place will be. Can someone identify with me? <laughs> I, I have, God has given me visions of how tomorrow will be. And when I see it, most of the time I tell you the truth, I fail in my response. My response are not right with the principle of the kingdom. These guys, they, they, they walk in, they look at the beautiful country. Wow! A country flowing with milk and honey. I, I, I wouldn't say this is a physical milk and honey. But they are talking about how things were flourishing in this land. How God blessed this, this land so the land is so fertile that any seed that touches the ground multiply in quantum. They even brought the fruit to show Moses. But look at the next response in verse 28. But, everybody say but. But, the people living there are powerful and their town are large and fortified. We even saw giant there. This descendant of Are you guys serious? You just gave me a good news. That when you walk into this land, do you know what it takes to spy a nation? Do you know the strategies it takes for one to plan to sneak into a such secure fortified city of Jericho? 
moved. After all their effort. Most of us, we spend time praying. We spend time in doing all lot of things. Just to get into that place of seeing how the promise looks like. Lord, can you just speak to me through this man of God? Have you prayed that prayer? Have you? Lord, I want to hear him. Lord, let him just talk to me about the future. I want to know about the next week. What is going to happen in that my work? No, the visa, I want to travel. Lord, just speak to me. You put so much effort. You, you, you put your faith at test. And when you finally got there, and your next response was, what God is taking away from us this morning. They say, but the giant, <laughs> we've been so giant. <laughs> See, when I read the scripture, even this morning when I woke up, I was going through it again. When I come to this place, I just laughed. Like, <laughs> this is true, our lifestyle. When we see giant, the first category, they go, they see the giant. They're like, okay, I don't think this is possible. How many times have you faced a certain kind of situation that your faith was not? Adequate to fight that battle. Even when a man of God say you are free, still you doubt because there is a voice of but. Just because Zechariah doubted the voice of the angel was the cause of him being deaf and dumb until John was born. Let me tell you, when you doubt the voice of God, when you give God excuses, <laughs> that is not our portion. This guy went ahead and said that the city is very large and fortified. Why do we go? You know, see, I want to take time to, you know, go through the scriptures. We have enough time that we study the patterns and the movement of the enemy against our life. Instead of being busy studying the patterns of God being victorious over Satan, when something happens, you give glory so much to the enemy. You do know how you respond when something difficult happens to you. You complain, you murmur. You become so angry at yourself, even people around you. But have you taken time to study? What are the system that be laid before me? A pattern that can help me to overcome this kind of battle without being stressed up. Let me tell you, there is a pattern you follow in life. You don't have to struggle. Jesus said, come what? Unto me. You do go to Jesus just to stare at his face. He said, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden. And I'll give you what? When you come to him, you are looking at his lifestyle. The pattern he uses in conquering, becoming the king of kings and the lord of lords. That is why we go to him. They say the city is fortified. And we saw giant. 
Verse 29. They go further. The Amalekite live in thee, Nagiv and thee, Hittite, Jebusite, and the Amorite live in the hill country. The Canaanites live alongside coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. They even have enough time to study all this. Can you see how we, we fail in studying the right example that been laid for us? Instead of them to go and find out what is the loophole, what are the weakness of the enemy? You need to understand the weakness of your enemy and be able to use it against him. What the enemy, the Satan don't have power over you. You know what he does? He looks for your weak part. He begins to whisper, begin to drop words, little by little, and you fall prey. He will strike. Do you in, see this is supposed to be our weapon, our sons and daughters of the kingdom? We're supposed to notify those areas that is the weakness of the enemy and begin to use it against him. When I was praying, I was asking God, why am I hearing these voices? He said, that is the weapon you're supposed to use, but you haven't used it. And the enemy began to use it against you. Delusion. Speak confusion in your mind. Instead of you allowing the enemy to speak confusion in your mind, begin to speak the word of the spirit and begin to release confusion in the camp of the enemy. But these men, they went and began to study. Oh, this is the reason why we can't succeed. Oh. Who told you that Abraham did not see people inhabiting the land at the first place? That he went and heard and built a camp. He saw them. He never cared. Why are you caring? Is that what God sent you to do through his prophet? No. The Lord sent you to his prophet and said, go spy the whole land. Just bring me a report. Then I will tell you what next to do. I believe God is telling you and I this morning, go and begin to spy the, the, the territories of your enemy and I will lead you and give you victory. Now, this is the third category of people. In verse 30, the Bible said, But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at, he said, Let's go at once to take the land. He said, We can certainly do what? Conquer it. These are the set you belong to this morning. He said, I don't care what report you are bringing. Yes, we saw giant. I was there with you. I saw the giant with you. But that doesn't count. I'm a giant killer. We are family of giant killers. Yes. And we are all going to slay giants. Yes. I, I believe you remember that prophecy last night, right? <laughs> uh, altars are falling already. As you step up in your faith, let me tell you, you'll be so surprised that when you walk into your office, people, language, change. People, conversation, change. You didn't preach to them, but the, the glory that you carry when you walk into your schools, you begin to see a transformation. Your, your children begin to speak a language of the spirit. You know, something happened yesterday. I and my wife went to my son's school to get a report of the teacher's meeting. And the lady was talking to us and said, you know, there's something I observe about your son. Whenever someone is sick, he goes and lay hand and begin to pray for the person. Wow. And we don't 
know about it. We are not aware. I was like, wow. I asked him when I came back, I said, you pray for people in the school? He said, yes. They get here? He said, yes. <laughs> I believe this is what God is doing for us in this time. There is a greater expansion. You know, every time the Spirit of the Lord is doing something new, God always reminds me of His promises. He shows a mighty plane, so huge I haven't seen before. Until that plane take off, we have not reached our destination. We'll get to that place that this plane will take off and carry nations and journey. That is what I'm waiting for. And I believe you're all prepared for that. Caleb said, let's go at once. We can conquer this land. I'm saying to you, Biarusi, let's go at once. We can conquer this nation. We can conquer this city. This city belongs to us. No power owns it. Our home is our own. We dominate. We rule. It's yours. Look at the lifestyles of David. A man who stood before Goliath. These are patterns. I wouldn't want to go through this quickly, but I would just names, give you names. David stood before the mighty Goliath, whom the every Israel was so afraid of. Whenever he came out and shout, even saw the king get frightening. And Goliath, David looked at Goliath and said, huh, you. <laughs> yeah, you might have a very huge spare in your hands and whatever you put on I don't care. But you come against me with these things I come against you in the name of the Lord Most High. Which name have you come? Where are you rooted? If your faith is rooted deep in the word of God you will not see the giant and get frightening. You will see the giant and the giant begin to decrease in your spiritual eyes. The giant might be so tall physically, but spiritually you are seeing a dwarf. And believe me from today, you only see dwarf before you. Not giant anymore. Daniel was in a situation where it seems he was alone. No one should worship any other God except who? The king himself or his image. He said, I don't care. He went in and prayed. When he saw the lion, he said, oh, lion, how are you guys? Oh, have you guys have one today? They said, no. They said, yeah, you have to fast. Because I'm not your meal. <laughs> he was so bold before the lions. He was having conversation with them. Because someone made a joke. He said, uh, the lions even know how to sow. That they sow, you know, Daniel in the hand of God and wait in the morning for them to have a vast meat from those opponents who opposed Daniel. So Daniel was only one meat, but in the morning there was multitude of meat for them. So, <laughs> I don't know if you, if you caught that joke. <laughs> okay, so here, uh, Daniel was so bold. He never cared. How are you bold? How bold are you before the enemy? Determine how rooted your faith is. If I could stand with this lion, some of us, you know, there are people who are so afraid of cockroach. 
my daughter is one of them. If my daughter sees cockroach, she will run crying to me. I have to come and get the cockroach. So, when you stand before lion, if we see physical lion, yeah, I know, normally, humanly, we kind of grab this fear in us, right? But if you knows the God that you serve, even the physical lion, do you know you can even control animals around you? If you can command rain to stop, how much more animal? They have ears. Does rain have ears? I haven't seen rain, you know, have mouth to speak. But when we say rain stop, we see it stop. When I say I need sun, I see sun coming. Then how much more when you see lion, you look at the lion and say, I'm not your meat. That is what Daniel did. Daniel saw the enemy coming to eat and he said, hey, shh, shut up. I'm not the kind of meat you eat. I'm too big for you to consume. You have to wait for another meat. Or do you say, oh, why you do? Let's behave. Let's respond. Let's act based on the principles that have been laid for us. We celebrated 10 years of God's faithfulness, right? But do any of us has a little gleam of what it takes for our father to travel this far to this point? Do we know the pain he goes through? Do we know the sacrifice he has made? Have we spent time to study how he loved Jesus? How we go crazy to love people? How we can forfeit his own right for you to be comforted? Do we follow that pattern? Or do we just want to create our own patterns? We want to do something that seems right in our own eyes and still believe God is going to take us to that destination or help us to defeat that enemy. See, let me tell you, the reason why scripture is written is for you to follow the principles of the word of God. <laughs> See, God is not the author of confusion. He has written a principle down. Either you follow it or you miss it. You have to choose one. The three Hebrew guys, they did something so amazing. I love them so much. Imagine you saw the fire burning and you look at the king face respectfully oh ye king you even call him his royal name I'm so sorry to disappoint you <laughs> I can't bow before you I'm a giant killer the statue which you have made is nothing to me I will not bow to you do you know when devil took Jesus? <laughs> I love how God works and does his own thing. Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost and he was taken into the wilderness to be tempted by who? Satan. And do you know what Satan was asking for? Bow before me. I will give you the kingdoms of the earth. The king was saying to the three Hebrew guys, bow before me. I will give you your life back. And Apostle Paul said, if I die, if I live for my own benefit, I'd rather die than to bow to any forces you look at the giant you say that will not bow even in your office people are 
giving tips to get some promotion. People are doing some things to get a point of place. In this school, people are giving some things to get results. People are doing a lot of things to get somewhere. You said, I will not fall to this category. I know my identity. I know where I'm coming from. And I will follow the route. And when I get to the end, I will be the best among of you. Follow the pattern. And when you follow the pattern, definitely your root will get deeper. Matthew 8 verse 23. Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciple. He didn't say Jesus went alone. He said he got into the boat. He started a journey. The disciple did not start the journey. Understand this. Jesus was the one who initiated this plan. We are going to the other side. Do we really understand that the life we live and what we do here on earth we did not initiate it. Once that comes into your head and rests completely, then you begin to walk according to the principle. The Bible says Jesus started the journey. He took his disciple along with him. I believe Jesus wanted to teach them something. He wanted to leave a great lesson for them. Let's read for them. In verse 24, it says, Suddenly, a few storms struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was, are you serious? Jesus, well, what are you doing? What do you think you're doing? In the middle of what? Storm. You are sleeping. Jesus is teaching you something this morning. Do you know you can even sleep before the storm? <laughs> you didn't get that revelation. You can even sleep when the worst is happening around you. People are complaining, busy, crying, murmuring. They're like, I'm used to it. I've seen it before. I'm more than it. So what can you do to me? Please, you guys should continue your system. Let me go back to mine. Jesus never gave concern to the storm. But do you know we give so much concern to the threat of the enemy. When little things happen, we begin to shiver. We are looking for solution. Sometimes we go to Google. We call friends, family. But Jesus was teaching his disciples. I was the one who initiated this journey. I am the one who have called you. There is something I want you to learn from me. If I start this journey, follow my patterns. My pattern is in the midst of storms, I want you to sleep soundly like a little baby. It might be hard. You might say, Pastor, how is it possible? How is it possible? Let me tell you. When you are fighting a battle, if you don't surrender the battle to God, my dear, you can never be victorious. That is what it means for you to do what? Sleep. Surrender and say, it's no longer mine, it's yours. Take it. Things are going worse. Lord, I know you will do it. I don't care. Move and do whatever he has assigned you to do. You don't care again. You don't say, I'm going to battle for this. Stop. God taught me this. I have done everything possible to restate the finance state in our life. But it wasn't working. I do everything. Most of the time I go and lose so much. Then God said, what do you think you're doing? Why can't you just surrender everything? I said, okay. Thank you for telling me. Thank you for reminding me. 
God is reminding each one of us it's time for you to surrender completely. Just sleep and say, this is not my battle. It's all yours. Remember the scripture say, vengeance is mine. Vengeance belongs to God, not yours. He said, I will fight your battle for you. If God has given you promise, a written word, I love this God of ours. Do you know God honor his word more than his own name? He said, none of his word will fall on the ground without being accomplished the purpose why it was sent. What has God spoken into your life? That you are so scared of now saying, Lord, I'm losing it. Come and help me. That is what the disciple was screaming in the next scripture. Let's read it. In verse 26, okay, 25, the Bible said, the disciple went and woke him up, shouted, Lord, save us. We are doing what? The manner you run to God for rescue, depend your faith in him. Do you run to God for rescue with fear and trembling of the enemy? or confident in his word. <laughs> Come unto me, all ye that's what? Heavy laden, I'll give you what? Rest. Come. He didn't say come with frightening. He said, yes, I know you are carrying a burden, but just bring it to me. Come. But these guys, the manner they go to Jesus was the wrong manner. Jesus showed them a pattern that they're supposed to follow. They saw Jesus sleeping. The same thing happened to Peter. Peter saw Jesus walking on the water. Oh, wow. Man, this is big magic. I think this is, I have to try this. Jesus said, no, my friend, this is not magic. You want to try? You have to put your faith in me. Peter asked Jesus, can I walk with you? Jesus said, yes, come on. Peter Walk on the word that Jesus spoke, not on the water. He walked on the word. Jesus said, come. That is a word. Is a rock, a foundation that Peter walked upon. He said, his name is what? The rock of ages. When he spoke the word, you can see the water, but what Peter was stepping upon was the rock, which is Christ. Once his eyes was taken off, from the rock himself, he began to sink. That is where fear gripped him. Because he paid attention to the storm, not on the rock, not on the word himself. Now, the question here is, how do we respond when we are in the midst of trials? Oh, pastor, things are not going well in my home. I know. We haven't done this. This is keeping too long. Yes, the Lord knows. Can you just bring it to the Lord? Having faith. Increase your faith knowing that he has promised you that I will not leave you, neither forsake you. That you just come the way you are to him and say, yes, I know this addition is killing me. I don't know how to deal with this addition. Lord, help me. Help me. I just, I want you to help me. I have surrendered it to you. He didn't say fight. He didn't say read books to get addiction away. No, he didn't say go and read some books for some depression to leave you. No, he didn't say go, go to the uh, media. You know, look for one teacher, someone that who can teach you some. He said, come to me. The matter you go to him, also determine the kind of response you get. Abraham go before God with a mighty faith and God appeared to him. But the disciples of Jesus were running to Jesus with fear and trembling because of the storm that they saw. Now, look at the response of Jesus in the next verse. Jesus responded, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. 
Then he took it, got up, and rebuked the wind and the waves. And suddenly, there was a what? Great calm. There's another thing Jesus have laid for us. It's written in the scripture. You study it. You put it into practice. Not just as we read it here. You go back home and say, oh, Sunday service is over. Okay. Then you have to wait for another Sunday service. Oh, okay. Or oh, every morning, morning podcast. Every word that you receive in this house by the Father, by His sons, you have to go back home. Let me tell you, most of the time I listen to the message like three times in a day. The same message. Repeat it. I want to understand something I didn't get right. I think I missed this revelation. I think there's something that he says I didn't really understand. I need to get it right. How many times do you listen to the podcast? Only once, right? I don't listen only once. See, how much you are hungry for something determines how much you are going to consume. If your appetite is vast, then the well will be open. More, more, more. See, from one scripture, God can give you a revelation that will last you for one year. The word of God is new every morning, mind you. It's so deep. The revelation of the word of God <laughs> is beyond what we can fathom as men. We cannot comprehend it. What the Bible said, eyes have not seen, ear have not heard, neither any mind has conceived. Why? It's too deep that it has to come every day dropping like the, the morning dew upon you to vitalize your body, to strengthen you. Jesus stood up. First thing Jesus did, his response to them was, you men of little faith. I told you earlier that I believe Apostle Paul wasn't talking to a church who doesn't have faith, but he was talking to a church who has fragile faith. We all have faith, but there are some battles that we face. Oh, even unbeliever that stands around us will wonder, are you sure this guy is a Christian? Seriously, I have been in that place when something happened in your home, how you run around to get solution. I thought he was a pastor. If they understand the revelation that you're supposed to pray and calm the storm in your home instead of you running around looking for whom to help you to calm the storm. The prophet said yesterday that you have to become a prophet to yourself before you become a prophet to the nation. How much have you been able to discern inside of you and prophesy unto yourself in the midst of troubles? Then I will show you a man who can stand before the giant and say, I'm not your kind of meal. Jesus showed them here. He said, okay, look, your faith is too less. You have to step up. Now, I'm going to show you how you're going to do that. Follow my lead. Everybody say, follow my lead. We have to follow the lead of the word of God. We need to practicalize the scripture. Let it become life. If I say, someone is sick here. On the left hand side. Your shoulder. If I tell you now. If you are the one, receive your healing in the name of Jesus. And you receive your healing. You raise your hand up. I said, yes, I'm the one. That is practical. Because it's happening. Jesus showed them. This is what you ought to do. 
Stand up. Face the storm. He didn't say stand up and turn back word. He says stand up. Because that is what Jesus did. He stood up. He wasn't laying down. In other words, if your faith was at this stage, which is stage one, stand up to the stage ten. Look at the giant in the face. I said, I can see you. Now listen to me. This is what I want you to do. I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Most High. You storm, be calm. That was the word. Is a trademark, a, 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 a great example Jesus laid for his disciples. And if you look at the life of his disciples at the end of Jesus' ministry with them, you come to see they also demonstrate the same patterns. They all become great apostles. I believe the Lord is speaking to someone this morning. Hallelujah. Hebrew 11 verse 1. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It is giving us assurance. It gives us what? Assurance about things we can see. How much your faith is rooted shows how much confidence you have in God. 